Coming to you from the Big Island of Hawaii, it's the Songs and Stories Podcast. And now, here's your host, Steve Roby. Aloha and welcome to another Songs and Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Roby. Aloha and welcome. We've got a uh, special interview for you today. Joining me on the phone is singer-songwriter Joaquim Cooter. Aloha, Joaquim. Good to have you on the show. Hey, uh, you've got a concert coming up this Saturday, uh, June 25th at 7 p.m. at the Kahilu Theater in beautiful Waimea. Is this your first time to the Big Island? It's not my. It's definitely huh? my first time playing my own show. Oh, okay. But um, I've been there many times uh, growing up with my parents. We we came over there because my dad uh, recorded with the Pahi with well the Pahinui brothers and Gabby Pahinui before that. And so there was, we, we would sometimes go back to the place where they recorded that early record. For some new fans out there that might not be familiar with your music, can you give us a brief overview of your career and some of the uh, instruments you play? Growing up from a really early age, I played drums and had my own bands. And then I, I did stuff with my dad. Um, we, we went down to Cuba and, and did the Buena Vista Social Club. And I brought some funny instruments that the cubans weren't quite used to like uh this african clay pot drum called an udu drum and then a Mm. turkish hand drum called a doombek i started playing a lot of percussion stuff when i was playing with david lindley because he Mm. him and my dad would get up there and just he was all just two guitar players so he handed me this hand drum that i could come up and play as well that was when i was a teenager mostly was you know, content as a, a drummer and sideman and producer of other people's records. Then something changed when I think when we had kids and I started having to be come up with songs and things on the spot for my daughter. She was very demanding mm-hmm. and wanted everything had to have a story, you know, like if there was five five coat hangers in front of us, then it was a mommy, a daddy, a sister, a brother. And what's their story? And I would say, oh, and then I would have to start coming up with stories. And I, it became, it was like a crash course in songwriting. <laughs> and around that time, I started um, singing and playing my own songs on my electric Imbira, which is like an African thumb piano. Right. That you can plug into a speaker and make cool sounds with. Yes, indeed. Yeah. I've uh, heard that many times. It's a beautiful instrument. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. it's very soothing and you kind of go into a little trance while you're playing it. And mm. it's very, very satisfying. I can see. Yeah. So let's talk about your uh, Kahilu show coming up this Saturday. Uh, what can fans look forward to? Well, um, I'm very excited to be able to fly out um, a wonderful bass player from Nashville, Tennessee named Mark Fain. And he, I met him. We toured together with Ricky Skaggs. Um, mm. He plays at Mark plays at the Grand Ole Opry all the time and lots of bluegrass and old time music and country music. So he's coming from Nashville to join me and I'm coming with the Electric Imbira and I'll be playing a bunch of new songs that nobody has heard except for right. the, uh, the our good friends at the Kahilu. All right. How cool is that? <laughs> so it's just the two of you on stage? It's just the two of us. Oh, yeah. Nice. We're, we're the, it's hard. Once COVID came around, some of my band members kind of, um, well, they just weren't comfortable traveling anymore. I understand, and, uh, yeah. I can't blame them, but um, I didn't want to do it just solo because, 
you kind of want to have somebody to play off of. And I, I figured, you know, Mark would be the best, the best man for the job. Nice. That sounds good. Hey, speaking of your father, Ry Cooter, um, you appear with him on the recently released Get On Board, the songs of Sonny Terry and Brownie McKee, two of my favorite blues players. Uh, can you talk about that? Taj Mahal came down from Berkeley on the train and they set up in my house in the li- our living room because it has, uh, we recently moved to a part of town called Altadena, which is, um, it's kind of near Pasadena. Southern California. The, yes, Southern California. Uh-huh. And it's this old house from the 20s and the living room has a really nice tall ceiling. He came, we just set up a few mics and the three of us set up in the living room and it must have only taken three days. I, I think Taj maybe didn't even realize at first we were recording. It was so loose and it's very, things, songs have already started before it starts, the, the tape starts rolling. So it's my son, my three-year-old son at one point comes in and starts banging a, <laughs> a, a measuring spoon on the piano bench. I mean, it, but it all works. Like it's a very raw but really well done record it was very fun yeah yeah (laughs) that's great so i understand you have a new album in the works i I guess you alluded to uh you're going to be playing some music from that i will yeah we've my last record came out in in 2020 at this point and all the things because of covid you know that it's an old story at this point you know all the tours got canceled Mm -hmm. and everybody you know we were all at home together and so it was hard it's been a very slow process with this new record i'm a little over halfway done but it'll be fun to try out some of the songs live and see uh see how they all go over but um yeah almost done sweet, almost sweet. Done. <laughs> do, do you have a working title for it i don't it's i maybe should reserve I, I i should probably not say anything because you never know if the final product the final final uh end result might not even have what i think is the song you know it's it's too I might have to just wait on that. Isn't that the way with most artists there too? It's like, yeah, it's different exactly. for, for book writers. It's like you have a draft, you have a, like a working title that could change. But for uh, musicians that I've, I've talked to um, one recently, who's working on a musical for years. And I said, so what's the working title? Well, I don't have one yet. It's like, how can you <laughs> start a project without calling it something? But I understand. Yeah, you, you need to have something that kind of encompasses every, the whole piece and doesn't it's not too specific you know you don't want to make i kind of like to keep it open when i'm when you're finished with the whole thing then you can look at it and Mm -hmm. say oh maybe this song title really encompasses the whole thing and doesn't you know pigeonhole it right sort of like uh, paul mccartney when he was working on yesterday he called it scrambled eggs (laughs) which was a throwaway but you know gave us a beautiful song in the end yeah (laughs) you mean that was his that, that was, was just the, what he kept saying when he would sing the hook? Yeah, you, you need something to fill in the spaces, so scrambled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Hey, uh, you also work on uh, film compositions, including one of my favorite surf films, since we're in Hawaii, called Writing Giants. Do you want to talk about your, oh, your yes. film composition? Oh, was that a great movie? That is, I, I, I'll never forget seeing that for the first time with our song in it. It was, it's, it's the piece where it's one of the early big wave scenes that takes place in Hawaii. Not, it wasn't the Northern California scene. That was something that I work with a, a friend of mine named Sonny Levine. And the two of us made a bunch of music with surf 
just with surfing in mind and it never it kind of never really came out and then somebody got it to the music supervisor of that movie mm. and it was it was like we could never have imagined it would have found such a perfect home when oh, we were wow. you know we were we were operating with less with less grandiose surf <laughs> movies in mind. And then it went to the ultimate one. It was very, that was very exciting. Yeah. So you've worked on a few others as well. Yeah. I, I've done a few um, really interesting documentaries. One was called charged the Eduardo Garcia story. And he was, he's like a Montana mountain man chef who is out in the outback um, and comes across a bear in a trash can and at least that's what he thinks he sees and he touches it and realizes it has it had been electrocuted and it's on a live power source oh no so when he touches it all this current goes into it basically like blows off his arm whoa and he somehow is like such a strong wild mountain man that he with this blown off arm makes his way back down into the town and then it's his recovery and the changes that of his life and it's this whole it, it turns out to be this pretty remarkable story and it's snowy yeah. mountains and and the imagery is 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 very up my alley so uh, some of your music is in that film i scored the whole thing wow yeah. okay i gotta watch yeah. it tonight <laughs> yeah charged charged okay you have a new album too your latest release is called over that road i'm bound talk about that will you be playing some of that at your kahilu theater show I'll definitely be playing that mostly. Um, mm -hmm. It's all songs of the banjo player, Uncle Dave Macon, who was, mm. he was born in the late 1800s and took all this music from, from when he was young that would have been coming through town in Tennessee, like minstrel show tunes and um, medicine show tunes and folk and blues and repopularized that he didn't become famous until he was in his fifties and repopularized that for a whole new generation. And he became, he's considered the first superstar of the Grand Ole Opry and really is a, you know, kind of the main, I think, architect of, of modern country music. And, and they're all such catchy, beautiful songs. And he mm. was a wild banjo player. And I grew up listening to my dad play some of his songs on the banjo. And I, mm. it came back to me when I took my kids over to, see my parents and he started he was playing some of them for for them some of those songs and i i was very taken i said wait i know this what is this and he said uncle dave macon you know used to love this and so i just started my my daughter got obsessed with it and so i just started learning them for huh. for the kids around the house wow. and then it became a record how nice that's fun <laughs> yeah is there anything else you'd like to add before we go i'm so excited to come over there and see real people and play real music <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't done it you know since two years maybe that oh, done wow. one outside so show in in la but nothing no other things so this is kind of like the first of of a tour or just kind of a a, a starter show for for you after it's the really, pandemic you know, I I have one show on Maui, and then oh, that's okay. on the 23rd, and then I come to you guys on okay. the 25th. So you'll be all um, warmed up for the, with the Maui vibes. <laughs> exactly. I got I can't just hit the Kahilu yeah. you know, raw <laughs> after two years. I got to have one warm-up show. All right. Well, we're look, <laughs> looking forward to the Kahilu Theater Concert uh, this Saturday, June 25th at 7 p.m. Joaquin, thank you so much for your time. Aloha. Aloha, Steve. Thank you so much for uh, wanting to talk. All right. My pleasure. 
Thanks for listening to the Songs and Stories podcast. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. We'll see you next week on Songs and Stories. Aloha. Aloha.